0: Welcome to Ordinary People Doing Extraordinary Things. I'm your host, Carrie Roberts, and I'll be showing you how average, everyday people have chosen to make positive changes in their life to accomplish what makes them happy. I hope this podcast will allow you to feel a connection with people who have something in common with you and make you realize you can have the life you want. Hi, podcast listeners. We are back today with our Expert Wednesdays and our March Expert of the Month, Applied Psychologist Brian, here to finish our discussion on the idea of determination. Today's topic is going to focus on how meditation can help us stay focused. Hi, Brian.
1: Made it to the final one.
0: Yes, exactly. So everyone has a different idea of what meditation is. What would you say your definition of meditation is?
1: I would bring it to a, a metaphor. I would bring it to a metaphor. If your life is driving a car, right? So wherever you go in your life, if that's forwards or backwards, you're always driving your car. And sleeping is fueling your car. Then meditation is cleaning your car. And that's what meditation is to me.
0: I like that. Say that again. So you're saying meditation is like cleaning your car. Yes. I like that a lot.
1: You do not have to do it to keep driving, but it makes your drive so much easier.
0: Yeah, I like that. That's neat. I've never heard that said that way before. I like it. So what is, do you know, what is meditation actually doing for our brains? Like when we do it, what's actually happening to our brain?
1: Um, I can get very scientific if you want.
0: Yes, of course. That's why you're here.
1: Um, well, there are basically three main parts of the brain that meditation hits. Um, the first part it hits is your ventromedical, so, ventromedial prefrontal cortex. And what that basically does is um, it lets you take things personally. And as you meditate more, the connections between things you notice and this prefrontal cortex starts to decrease. So what this does, if there's a lot of connections between your ventromedial prefrontal cortex and your um, nervous system, basically if you hear someone laugh, your instant thought will be, where they laughing at me? Am I wearing something wrong? Well, they could be someone laughing at something completely different. So everything you take personally basically happens in that part of the brain. And meditation sort of withers and decreases that connection. The second thing it does is um, it makes the connection to your lateral prefrontal cortex stronger. And the lateral prefrontal cortex um, is used to make things more rational. So that's the point where if we get laughed at, we realize, wait, they're across the street. They haven't even seen me. Of course, they're not laughing at me. Like, what am I worried about? That rationalization happens there, and that gets stronger as you meditate more. And then the first, uh, third place is the dorsomedial prefrontal cortex. And that's basically the one that makes us understand other people uh, and things that we do not agree with. So if we take something very controversial right now, I believe in America, uh, gun control is very high again.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, both parties. Uh, like you have got people that say all guns should be banned and they have their point because of course, um, if there are no guns, there are no shootings, right? The logical ID. However, the other party says, well, if I don't have a gun, I cannot protect myself. If you're in one of those two camps, the ability to understand the other camp happens there. And as you meditate more, that connection gets stronger.
0: Yes. Uh, I agree. I think that's interesting. Again, so you're saying it helps us to let go of things that we might take personally, helps us kind of be more rational, and then helps us understand other people. Now, why do I feel like meditation has come into the forefront fairly recently? I would say in the last 15 years, we're hearing so much more about it, and I feel like in the future we're going to hear more about it. Why do you think it's more prevalent today, and was it something that was always around that we just need it more, or what? what is it about it that's so important for us today?
1: Meditation is older than Christianity. Meditation has been practiced for years and years, for generations more than we can even think of um, in the East. And could be through internet that it has become more popular in the west that we see these ideas these practices that have been done in the east so much that we just start to adapt them and they are very effective so it's a mixture of that we see we have more connection with the world so we start to see the traditions that have existed for thousands of years and we start to adapt them in our own society because they work
0: And do you think we need more of it or maybe we're craving more of it because of just we're so busy these days, social media? Like, why do you think that it's becoming more prevalent now than ever before?
1: Because um, we are required, if I go back to the car analogy, we are required to drive more in our lives because of social media, because of everything in our lives and being contacted, constantly in touch with everything we have to be connected we are constantly using our brain to keep in touch with everything and the time we take to truly give our brain the time to clean up is decreasing so if we can take an activity like meditation that gives us that opportunity in a time where it's very rare to have that opportunity it becomes popular
0: that makes sense Now, I feel like when people think of meditation, you know, they think of yoga, they think of being quiet or oming. What would you describe are various forms of meditation?
1: If I had to break them down in um, psychological sections, I would break them down in mindfulness focused, in breathing focused, and in movement focused. Like those would be the three categories I would put them in.
0: Okay, hold on. So you said mindful-focused, breathing-focused, and movement-focused. I've never heard that before. So, yeah, talk more about that. That's really interesting.
1: Well, um, I know if there are any meditation freaks out there, um, there are hundreds of different forms of meditation. But to keep it easy, for my own psychological mind, I've basically broken them down in these three components because they basically do the same thing on a psychological level. If you go the mindfulness route, then that's basically you try to become more aware of whatever is happening around. So um, it's basically getting back to the present. Your meditation is solely focused on getting to the here and now. What's happening around me? What am I feeling right now? What is happening? And just accepting it. Like stop judging and just feel for a moment what is happening. That's what mindfulness focused would be. Breathing focused looks similar and if you look at someone you probably couldn't even see the difference sometimes but the idea is instead of focusing on being on the here and now breathing focused is focused on getting out of the now so breathing focused usually goes one of two ways one it goes fully focused on your breath to the point where you are forgetting the world around you and you only feel your breath like only the inhaling and Outhaling, is that a word?
0: Inhaling and exhaling, uh-huh.
1: Exhaling, exhaling, that's it. Um, that's the only thing you'll focus on. And the sounds around you, the things that happen around you, they just disappear. So breathing folks is really on getting inside you. And some people take the evening step further. And that's when you get tra- into transcending meditation, where they go deep inside them and try to achieve higher spiritual places in the hope that they will get to new realms or something. Um, I'm not really that versed on that part of meditation. I will be completely honest. It's a bit scary for me to meditate yourself to a different realm of spiritual being. So, um, And the third is movement-focused, and that's your typical yoga. That's basically, if you cannot keep yourself focused by just sitting still and getting into that state of being mindful or being uh, focused solely on your breathing, you can use movements to be busy while giving your brain the time to clean itself up.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting you said those, cause I've done all three, but I always, I'm a dancer. And so I always say dance is my meditation because it's the only time that I feel a hundred percent present. Cause there's so much going on that I can't possibly think of anything else. And yet at the same time I'll dance and I'm not, thinking of anything specific but for some reason i'm just really in tune when i'm moving my body uh, and it's much easier for me than the other two so i think it's interesting you've mentioned that because i do think people think it's just sitting and breathing but it's neat to hear that there's more than just one way to do it
1: yeah like one of the things i've heard a lot from um my girlfriend's father and a random friend of mine is they really meditate while while they clean their shoes like cleaning their shoes, I'm not sure if that's the right word in English, but mm-hmm. making your shoes black again. Um, that's their meditation. They do it once every week and they really just for 30 minutes and they completely lose themselves just in cleaning that shoe. Now, when you're it.
0: saying that they completely lose themselves, uh, how does meditation connect with flow? Because that sounds very similar in the way you just described that.
1: I think I would describe meditation as a way to get into the flow. If that makes sense.
0: Okay. This is very fascinating. <laughs> For those listening, I you know, we do these uh recorded, but they're live at the moment and it's it's really neat to hear all this. So if somebody wants to get into creative flow they should start with one of the three ideas of meditation for a few minutes and that can allow them to get into creative flow. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, because basically you're, um, if you're particularly focused on the creative part of your brain and getting your creativity flowing, um, this requires your brain to have um, neurons. Neurons.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, new but, neurons. Uh-huh
1: going through your brain in the creativity parts meditation basically opens those ways so if you meditate just a while before that it could help immensely with your creativity
0: can i ask you too because i we had um in our january uh psychologist she talked a lot about the power of journaling and I find that journaling also is a form of meditation for me because it almost helps me clean out my brain because I'm getting stuff out to help clarify. Would you consider that a form of meditation as well?
1: I'm not sure. Like on the one hand, you would say yes, because it has similar effects.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it cleans your brain, like that's one thing. But there are multiple ways to clean your brain. and to come, hmm, I'm not sure. It could. It could be a form of meditation. I mean, if that's your way of meditation, do it. Like I'm not here to bash your form of meditation. I'm not sure I would call it that. Because it feels to me too... Um, too tasking for your brain. Mm-hmm. So, like you're too... At least when I'm writing, so this is quite personal, I'm answering this. When I'm writing, um, I really have to think about what I'm writing that's partly because I'm dyslexic. So if you don't focus on that, I get really great sentences. However, thinking about this now, if you can truly get into a flow of just writing without your brain being busy with what you are writing down, you're just flowing, not constantly checking your words. And yes, it could be a form of meditation.
0: Yeah, I think it's neat to know, like we're talking about, that meditation is a variety of things. I think people always say, well, ah, I can't do it. It's not for me. Which brings me... To the question of, for people that are struggling with um, maybe the mindful focus or the breathing component, and you always hear people say, I don't know how to turn off my brain. You know, I'm always the person that is thinking of what I need to do next. What is a suggestion for getting somebody to be able to do that?
1: Mm, if you know that movement focus isn't really for you, right? So you truly, you want to go for the sitting still wait, download an app. Right, There are so many apps in the App Store right now that help you with this. Um, and they actually do it quite well. Like, I believe one of the really popular ones is Headspace. Mm-hmm. Just download Headspace and give that a try. Uh, I've never used it myself because I learned my meditation through martial arts when I was five. So I've sort of figured out my own way and ingrained it. So I cannot vouch for Headspace, but I've heard pretty good results from it.
0: So you're saying that having the guided meditation, whether it's through an app or in a class, uh, can help people kind of train their brain to let go and to clean out so they can find some clarity.
1: Of course, because the, the idea of meditation is to just sit there and breathe and let your mind go. And if you have a very active brain and you constantly want to be doing things, just sitting still and letting your brain do its things, that can be hard. So definitely gets if that's not something you can naturally do, do not be afraid to get help through an app or a therapist or a group session. And then of course if you have heavy, like a therapist should be when you have heavier struggles like depression, which actually if you look at the science, it can uh it can help cure depressions about as good as antidepressants according to some studies.
0: Which, I mean, I think that makes sense. I mean, if, if you can kind of get your brain to calm down and not get stuck in any of those particular thoughts, and like you were saying earlier, you know, realize, you know, somebody's actions generally have nothing to do with you and you're letting go of what other people think and you can rationalize and understand yourself and others. I mean, that definitely makes sense.
1: Yeah, it does. Like, it reminds me of a study that they did a couple of years ago where. um they basically said, okay, what if we did therapy focused on meditation? That uh, was now meditation-based cognitive therapy to a half a group of people, around 200 people, I believe, for eight weeks. And we have another group of 200 people and we give them antidepressants. And instead of giving them antidepressants for eight weeks, we give them antidepressants for eight uh, two years so 8 weeks of 8 weeks of meditation based therapy versus 2 years of antidepressants and the actual results were there there was a 3% difference in success ratio and the better one was meditation focused therapy
0: and in a shorter period of time right
1: yes so in a shorter period of time the amount of uh, relapse people got and these were not just people that had their first depression these were people that had their third depressive period so these were people that were constantly falling into depressions after two years of antidepressants and or eight weeks of uh, meditation-based cognitive therapy basically the same results
0: that's pretty impressive, I, you know the more I learn about different science things i'm always i don't know i could, i guess I shouldn't say shocked, but just kind of in awe of the fact that how natural things can heal our bodies in a lot of ways, from natural foods to just movement to meditation to sleep, can heal us so much better than sometimes the medications that are out there, and yet for some reason it doesn't seem that a lot of doctors are recommending those things or maybe it's that you know people and patients are not taking them with such high value but it's fascinating to see that again just kind of natural things over time can improve our mental emotional and physical health more than a pill
1: yeah and in a way like a couple of things you said there in a way it makes sense for a doctor to say that the pills would work better or have the tendency to say the pills work better because they spent the last God knows how many years studying why pills should work. So it's only logical that they think that their pills should work. And at the same time, um, people have always been reluctant to take pills. Like some people get really addicted to the idea. There have always been people that said, no, I don't want any chemical stuff in my body. That's why they don't take pills daily which is terrible considering the fact that antidepressants have a 60% chance of working with therapy if you use them. So if you do not use them even consecutively, your chances decrease even more than the 60% you already start with.
0: Yeah, you know, I think it's just like everything else. It's, it's you know, you have to see what works for you and your body, but I think, you know, we shouldn't discount the stuff that seems easy, like meditation and healthy foods and things like that, that can make a huge difference.
1: Like it's almost it's almost as if taking care of your body has good effects.
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. So I wanna uh couple this with, you know, your whole topic of the month, which is determination. How is meditation helpful in being determined and focused in life?
1: Um what meditation does is it gives you the time to like if I go back to the car. If you take your time to clean your head out, it will be that much more easy to know what you have to focus on. Like, it's basically if you have to um, find something that you have to do in a day and your entire room is a complete mess, you're not going to find it as easy as when your room is cleaned up. So meditating basically gives you the opportunity to just get everything inside of your head, nice, tidy up, know where everything is, So that when you need it, you can grab it earlier. That's also why your focus starts to increase. Because after meditation, you know what to focus on.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's good. You got some good metaphors in here today, Brian. I like them a lot and I think they're helpful. Um, Do you have any final thoughts as we've talked a lot about this month about the idea of determination? Any final thoughts on determination on whether, how people can find it, get it, keep it. Any final thoughts on that?
1: Get a habit tracker, like something where you can track your new habits that you want to achieve um, and have a good morning routine. If you do those two things, like you get your own personalized routine and you have a habit tracker that keeps track of what you're doing, should be pretty good.
0: And when you say habit tracker, is that something you can just do manually or are there apps or things like that out there?
1: Both. Like my girlfriend prefers to draw in her own. Uh, She has a drawing book and she just draws the things that she wants to do and keeps track of things that way. And then around those um, uh, trackers, she also draws beautiful things that have to do with the month. So, for instance, February, February, she drew uh, flowers all over. Um, and that's just the way she does it. I personally prefer uh an app because it's always on my phone and sort of a reminder because it's on my um, first screen I see when I unlock my phone. So whatever works for you to help track your habits, do it.
0: That sounds good. Habit tracker and good morning routine. Well, thank you so much, Brian. This has been a really enlightening month, and it's been great for you to share kind of the science coupled with a lot of you know the metaphors you've given for all of us to understand better ways that we can focus and go after the things we want. So, if people want to find out more about you, where can they find you online, social media, that sort of thing?
1: Um, On YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. uh, Just type in Mastery of Growth, and then Mastery of Growth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then right now uh, it's just uh, basic videos uh, on YouTube about relationship. Instagram is um, motivational quotes. And then I expect in late April to come out with my own course of uh, getting more confidence. So that's on the horizon a bit further away.
0: That sounds good. And we'll link that up so people can see that as well. So again, thank you so much, Brian. We've greatly appreciated having you here.
1: Yeah, thanks. This was really close be-
0: Hi, podcast listeners. Have a question about what we discussed today or have a topic you'd like us to cover on Wednesdays? Send me an email over at keri.n.roberts, K-E-R-I dot dot R-O-B-E-R-T-S, at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you and provide as much value as possible to your personal growth journey. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would greatly appreciate a review over on iTunes. And if you'd like to be featured on the podcast, be sure to message me over on Instagram at kerry.n.roberts. Remember that each of us has something that makes us great. So go out there and show the world what makes you extraordinary.